Okay. Let's see if I can do this in only one recording. Um, This will probably be a long one um, because of the subject matter and the fact that I'm just a rambly person when I'm speaking rather than writing. So, um, here we go. All right, listeners and loved ones, it's been a very, very tough week. Um, very tough more than a week. (laughs) Not quite a week and a half, but getting there. Um, uh, Last Thursday, not this past Thursday, the one before, uh, my bubby died. And that was rough in and of itself. And then the next day, the next day, uh, shit went fucking sideways in Israel. And Hamas slaughtered um, at this point what is now known as like around 1,300 Israelis, Jews and others, all ages and demographics. And we've been in a very deep conflict ever since. And my bubby was buried on Sunday. I guess a week ago was today, Sunday or Saturday. I don't, I don't fucking know. Um, and this has just been ongoing and, uh, the rise in anti-Semitism, uh, Worldwide is rising. The um, the immediate aftermath of um, 
the massacre in Israel, I I was met by uh, many progressive people um, on social media uh, celebrating and denying certain facts um, and rather than centering the people for whom are caught in all of this, Jews, Israelis, Palestinians, they've just been centering themselves. Um, And it's been a literal nightmare. Um, I've barely left the apartment. It's been very difficult to get out of bed, um, even though I'm generally in a place where I am safe although I have noticed on my small ventures out that there are armed guards by the Jewish schools that I hadn't seen before all of this. Um, I am in a place in the Mediterranean. This week I'm supposed to go to um, to North Africa for my genealogy research to trace my family's footsteps and learn more about this specific branch of our family and I uh, I think I need need to cancel that because I feel very unsure of of my safety during this time and I am considering whether this may be the last episode of rerouting for now because I feel afraid of 
having people have access to knowing where I am in the world in case someone wants to come after me and do me harm. Because the thing is right now with the with death cults like Hamas their initiative is to murder Jews it's in their charter it's easily googleable and it's in there multiple times to not just kill every Jew in Israel but to hunt us all down. So, uh, so I'm, I'm frightened. I'm really frightened. And I take those threats seriously because I have learned over the years that when people show you through their behavior the lengths of which they will go to harm others, it is imperative to believe them. It's imperative to believe people when they walk their talk. It's imperative to believe people when they don't walk their talk. You know, this this podcast is called Rerooting. Um, it, if you've been with me, you know it has multiple meetings, m- meetings, meanings. Um, it was it began as an outlet for me um, a few months after uh, needing to leave my home and for the first time in my life really having no idea where to go or what to do 
or how anything was going to pan out. It is about me discovering who I am as I walk along a path that is solely my own and no one else's and this past year it has not only been about me discovering who I am outside of my family of origin but also going deeper into my roots and my lineage to find out who and where I, I come from and, and know myself within a historical framework. Um, and that framework, regardless of, of all branches of my family, even though I'm only focusing on one, is that I'm Jewish. And I, um, I'm not interested in trying to prove to people of my right to exist. Um, it's not to teach people a lesson. I, I feel like people have already decided what they want to know. And I don't feel compelled to teach or prove that I, I deserve to exist because I care about others. I, that's, that's not my stuff. That's other people's stuff projected on me. I know my values. I know what I stand for. And if people are going to assume that just because I was born with the ethnicity that I was born with, that I am against the lives of Palestinians, that's not my shit. That is theirs to unpack and unlearn and I, I wish them well. I wish them well. I wish them luck. And I will continue to stay in my lane and live toward a future with no violence upon anyone
I will continue <laughs> to be for a world where men's violence against babies and women and gender non-conforming folks and themselves no longer exists. I don't just believe that for myself, I believe that for everyone. So, since I'm not here to teach and I'm not here to try and change anyone's opinions because that's not my place. People only change when they want to. I figured I might as well just share my experience. I cannot remember a time in my life where I didn't know that people wanted to kill me for being Jewish. I don't remember a time. <sighs> Growing up, I was in Hebrew day schools and it was commonplace to have a bomb threat or two or hear about someone painting swastikas on, I don't know, Federation's sign or the JCC's or It was normal, and this was prior to Columbine. This is prior to the school shooting that began the culture of mass shootings that's now prevalent in America. This was just normal for me and for my family and for the other families in the community. When 9-11 happened, I was in seventh grade. I think. Seventh or eighth grade. I was not surprised. Um, I had known about these kinds of attacks. Not only in Israel, but other places in the world, I was very aware of the 
anti-Israel and anti-Semitic and anti-U.S. sentiments around the world. Um, And I also, I think I was maybe too young to really be able to feel or understand the true terror of it. I also, you know, was uh, generally in a very dissociative state growing up, so I learned to intellectualize a lot. So I think the terror of that moment didn't sink in, but I was very aware of where that came from. And I also really struggled to understand what would compel someone to do something like fly a plane into a building to murder innocent people. I really, I still, I still struggle with it, even even the more I understand the depths to which people are groomed into this kind of thinking, it, it stuns me. And that, that young, that child in me doesn't want to believe that some people are as dangerous as they are. I think I knew that the people doing these atrocious things really must have felt that they were right in some way. And I couldn't understand why or how. And in a way, I still don't want to understand. To me, I can't even imagine being a person who can easily commit such depraved acts. I can't imagine what it's like to be in their brains and in their bodies, like 
like something has to be shut down or killed inside of you to be able to do that. And I think when I see the way that a lot of Westerners, particularly in the U.S., are trying to grapple with this and project their own thoughts and feelings about this out there. Um, I see that struggle. And I empathize with it because it's a it's a fucked up reality to let really sink in. So... So I am a sixth-generation American. Most of the branches of my family came to the U.S. between the late 1700s and the mid-ish 1800s. So we've been in the country a long time. It's not the typical Jewish story of arriving after the Holocaust or necessarily through Ellis Island. The fam the family branch that I've been researching um, my three times great grandfather was a Sephardi Algerian immigrant. And um, what I know is he was born 
in Algeria during uh, the first 15 years of French colonization of the region. I'm unsure if French colonization is also the reason that he felt compelled to leave and come to the U.S. Just knowing how brutal that time period for Algerians was for everyone, Jews and Muslims in the region. And this side of the family, though I'm trying to put pieces together and it's been very challenging and I think will be more challenging not being able to go to some of the places I need to go but um, or feel like would be helpful to go. Um, This family survived the Spanish and Portuguese inquisitions. And many wars and many kingdoms of the region continually expelling them and forcing them to go back and forth in various places. In terms of uh, the Holocaust, uh, since that wasn't the primary event that brought my family to the United States, um, I, I am only aware of of some extended family on my father's side that were affected by the Holocaust. I believe in Germany, on my mother's side, um, my, uh, my Zadie's family history is virtually gone. My grandparents had 
a picture of, I think, my Zadie's aunt and uncle, grandmother, and three cousins um, for a long time. No one really knew what had happened to them. I remember being told that um, my Zadie's father used to send money to them back in Russia and they would correspond by mail, but in 1942 the letters stopped and they just assumed what had happened. My brother went to Israel. This is many, many years ago now, and went to Yad Vashem and did some noodling on their computers just to see if anything would pop up and he found a relative living in Israel who had managed to escape from Russia during that time and had the exact same picture that my grandparents did and she was able to fill in the blanks of what happened. She said, the neighbors rounded them up, all the Jews in their little village. They were forced to dig a mass grave and then they were shot into the ditch, the children first, then the elderly, and so on. I don't remember if it was just the neighbors that shot them or the neighbors rounded them up for the Nazis to shoot them. Um, So um Witnessing the violence 
of this past week. Without having the chance to really grieve and um, let it, it process. just from the bombardment of um, images and footage released by Hamas and then verified by news organizations and then denied by by progressive people. Um, I don't know what to say. I don't know who it's safe to say anything to. I guess I in an in an effort to stay in my story and my body and not try and intellectualize or get into defensive mode about all of it. 
I just want to say to my fellow Jews, to Israelis, to Palestinians, we deserve so much better than this. And I love you all so much. And I hope that one day we can be free of all of this violence and fucked up bullshit and that people can just live in freedom and safety and dignity wherever they call home. Wherever you are right now, in whatever capacity you have control over right now, cling to your loved ones and stay safe.